Welcome to Top of the Line. This is the podcast version of our YouTube show. New episodes every Monday and Friday where we talk about audio and hi-fi related themes. If you have any requests for a future episode, send us an email, T-O-T-L at abyssheadphones.com. Buy more launch video? Mm-hmm. Oh, so he was like a... They're on top of the uh, vehicle assembly building. Oh, so it was nearby. Well, yeah. Oh. Ray, hi Ray. Ray wants to know, this is a long one. It's not that long, but it's long enough. In the headphone forums of late, the hot topics have been amp measurements. The one camp that uh, feels different as an example, X brand THX implementation is over analytical, hyper detailed, and fatigues the listener. This is the great measuring amp, yeah, of course. While the other camp is an example of a tube amp, which a lot more distortion, doesn't measure well, sounds fantastic, doesn't fatigue the listener. So what are, you te- what are your team's thoughts on the debate, and can you share? Sure. Yeah. Uh, we've heard all, most of these things. and We listen to a lot of the high-end stuff, of course. Some mid-range, a little bit in the low end as well. We don't measure amplifiers here, mm-hmm. because most of these guys that are into measurements and amps Supply the measurements. Right. You don't need to measure them. We'll, we believe them. Mm-hmm. We'll go by what they tell us. So we kind of, and over the years, I think we've correlated measurements to what they sound like. And we certainly have a certain subset of uh, uh, predisposed uh, <laughs> uh, things that we would consider, you know, that necessarily don't work. Rules of thumb. For sound. Yeah, I mean, you know, the measurements, it's true, though, when you look at the arguments, the fact that the amp that measures really really well with you know you start going out to four or five digits oh 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 pass a decimal with low distortion you already know they're running some sort of gobs of feedback negative feedback to do that that's what they're doing to make that kind of measurement right i mean you don't get that kind of distortion without it not possible because every stage gain stage distorts a little bit well i think from this perspective we have a varied approach to the typical listener because for us, our primary focus is finding amplifiers that work well with our headphones that make them sound good. I think that's a pretty reasonable thing to say. Most manufacturers are going to yeah. more or less be in the same boat, right? Yeah. Mm. Because that's where the customers are. Right. They and don't so, want something that makes their ears bleed. I like our headphones. I want them to sound good. I like finding products that make them sound good, right? Seems pretty simple. But... Generally speaking, when I make a recommendation or when I talk about an amplifier, I'm not talking about my perception of it directly or how I feel or think about it. It's how I think most likely from my experience, others will think or feel about it because that's what I consider to be more important. Um, you know, If I'm going and telling people I like this amp, it basically means I expect they will like it. Yeah. I think that goes for all of us. Well, yeah. You know? Right. Yeah, because that's pretty much what we do. And we're doing a trade show. We set up a table or a booth or a room. All the right. gear in there is stuff we like. Hell, yeah. I'm not going to put something in a room that we don't like. <laughs> of course. <laughs> right? But we see other people listen to it. Yeah. We see and hear their thoughts on it. Um, sure. And we get so, feedback. Yeah. Right. We understand what other people like, and we could correlate that to our personal preferences and adjust things so that the majority of people like the gear and, as a result, like the headphones. Yeah, I think what we're running into sometimes in, in, in that scenario is that people listen to such a mixed <clears throat> bag of music, which was our earlier video about yeah. what we listen to, that we run into people sometimes it's like, 
whoa, like, you know, that's going to take a lot of power to play mm-hmm. what he's playing, you know, or, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, maybe you want to try this system or you realize it's not going to do it, you know. Yeah, yeah. But I think we've kind of touched on this before <laughs> with the specs and stuff is sometimes they're misleading. Um, like, yeah, it, measures, it has low distortion, but it's at one milliwatt. So especially with our headphones, you yeah. never, ever see one milliwatt. Yeah, right. You know? And it's only at one kilohertz. You know, yeah. So it's it's not telling you what it's gonna do. It's a single point on the yeah. graph. Yeah, to really understand distortion characteristics, you would need to see an actual graph of it. Um, you know, over frequency and really by power level too. That's really a more appropriate way to see it, so you can yeah. tell it at what power level and what frequency does this thing really get uh, funny at all, if any. Yeah. You know, where does clipping begin? Really begin? Um, you know, what what? How much power does it really, what is really capable? Too. At what load? Right. So there's a lot of variables that really to really understand distortion. Yeah. So to say it's like, well, it's good at one milliwatt at one kilohertz yeah. on this load. Right. Okay. Well, what about into a headphone that you're going to listen right. to? And on? then it's the type of distortion too that matters too, where you're talking total harmonic distortion, which again is just lumps it all into one, but you're not really seeing the the characteristics of the distortion. You know, are they second harmonic, third harmonic? Which which basically says, are they going to be more annoying because there's more third than there should be? versus second, which tends to be a bit more pleasing. So the harmonic structure of the distortion matters too. So yeah, that's the problem. That's the problem. See how complicated this is. You can't, there's no number. There's no nice. one number. It's not a FICA <laughs> store. We yeah. burned this up before. There's no FICA score for FICO. this. FICO. FICO? Oh, there's no FICO score for this. <laughs> Why do I think it was yeah. FICO? <laughs> I don't know why you kept saying it. thinking of a goddamn plant. Yeah, no FICO store. Anyways, the predicament is people look at distortion. They say, well, all that matters is distortion. I want the lowest number possible. That's all I care about because lower distortion means a better amp. And I understand that train of thought. The challenge with that is as a result of people thinking like this, people are intentionally showing you extraordinarily misleading distortion numbers that are unrealistic. And although the amp can presumably attain these results, they're in laboratory conditions at one specific frequency and one specific load, and they don't characterize it across the entire spectrum into your headphone. So it could be that it's extremely, extremely low distortion with your headphone playing your music, but it may not, because your headphone is probably different impedance than what they tested at, and you're probably requiring considerably more power from the amp than they tested. Because generally, as you increase power output, you're more likely to increase distortion. Well, not only that, the distortion measurement in and of itself doesn't tell you the tonality of the amp what the amp is actually going to sound like neither does the frequency response curve because most amps show flat they do right you know within the audible range yeah right so like if they're all flat and they all sound different then what the hell does that mean then the frequency response isn't useful in terms of what your ears picking up you know it's it's a combination of things it's the freak response okay let's say all amps are flat Uh, tube amps okay Mm -hmm. not so much tubes are going to probably roll a little more in the bottom end maybe in the top too maybe not but usually the lower frequencies depending on the design of the tube amp but same with same with solid state though when you think about it a lot of the solid states are capacitively coupled that means there's a cap a capacitor in line with its input right so that cap has a roll-off frequency at some point that thing stops doing lows um so you could run into the same kind of scenario yeah, it's probably like 10 hertz, though. <laughs> well, it depends. You know, I've seen some start rolling at 20 because they mm-hmm. figure there's nothing down there, so who cares? You know, some rolling in a, a little bit before that, you know. But but really, I mean, and see, that's another thing, too. Right? You can do all that, but to appreciate the real low frequency response, you need to go down to like 5, 4, even DC, 
that's where you need to go down like a couple multiples of the lowest freak response to really have it do a good job down there. You don't want it to roll. It's just like highs, right? Well, yeah. You don't want it to roll exactly where you where you're still listening. You know, it doesn't really work. And not only that, there's variables to that. Just because one measures at 20 doesn't mean the other one isn't 21 or 22. You got variations in caps. They they have tolerances. They're not, you know, 0.1 percent. So well. in terms of so what? But anyway, what we're getting at is that, like you said, you know, they're making these measurements based on on a bench, you know, plugged into probably like triple filtration on the line, right? Of course, you're going to do that. You're making sure the AC is pure. You know, it's it's the perfect scenario. Right. It it's not necessarily representative of your environment. Yeah. But the biggest impact is they almost always measure it at extremely low power. And so the trouble there is extremely low power means extremely low volume um, into most headphones, especially our headphones that are not particularly sensitive. So maybe you have near zero distortion effectively, but that doesn't really mean anything if you're driving to sound levels that you could barely hear the music anyways. Right. Right. A more realistic number might be 10 times, 100 times the distortion they claim. And so if you're comparing two amps solely on the distortion number, I don't think that's a really meaningful metric. It's not to say it doesn't matter. Of course it does. It matters a great deal. Yeah. But they don't tell you the whole picture. So just comparing THD or THD plus noise or whatever metric you want to use, that's they intentionally try to manipulate these numbers to make them look as good as they can. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so some companies are better at doing it than others. And some companies don't care about the numbers. And some companies just say the THD is less than 0.1. Mm-hmm. And so people assume that it's like 0.09 or something like that, close to 0.1, but it could be three or four zeros, and they just don't care about measuring it. They didn't put the care into measuring it well, or find this one specific point that it measures perfect. And that's something to expand on. You were talking about where our headphones aren't super efficient. Um, that noise level, whatever it is, on an inefficient headphone isn't really as audible. You could barely hear it. Right. It's not there because the headphone needs to get yeah. beyond a certain threshold right. to start to hear it. So now if you're you're playing some high sensitivity IEMs or whatever, or headphones, yeah. different different story. But on ours, I mean, part of the beauty of it is we're, we're eliminating the noise for it, in, in, built into the inefficiency of the headphones. So it's not as critical to us, you know. I think we could talk a great deal about this one and go into the nuances, but from my perspective, the easiest way I could see you to wrap it up is we have people that don't really care what the gear costs, that listen to it at shows all the time, right? There's plenty of people that don't know the amplifiers. They don't know what they cost. And so, yeah, they can be manipulated by the appearance, but over and over, the general theme seems to be there's no correlation that I could see between the measured THD or the the rated THD of an amplifier and the enjoyment that the person on the other end of it gets. I really don't see anyone that doesn't like amplifiers because they have moderate THD or even high no. distortion. I, I don't see that we correlation. Have seen, we have seen more of the opposite. That Usually, Extreme yeah. low THD tends to be less satisfying for music. Right. Well, there's a reason why tube amps still exist. <laughs> well, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And we all appreciate them, too. See, the tube one's a little easier. I could see... If you're looking from the just the measurement camp perspective, uh, you could say that the aesthetics of the tube amp is going to manipulate your thoughts on the amp yeah. or how it sounds, which is possible for sure. I think for a fair number of people, that isn't the case because a lot of people aren't looking at this as a purchase decision. They're 
just trying out the gear and they're overwhelmed enough at a show that they went to all this different stuff, heard all this high and expensive stuff, heard these huge price figures. I don't think it has as big of an impact as some people will claim. No, I wouldn't think so. On how it looks. And, well, but watching. it can for sure. Well, we know some people ask uh, about solid state amps if they're tube amps because they don't see any tubes. Right. So we have that as well. Yeah. yeah. That's a different angle of it. It's like, yeah. nope, solid state. Yeah. But for the most part, it seems to be a trend that if you have an ultra low THD amp, most people, most of our customers, at least, that are listening to our headphones, they find it to be less pleasing than something that isn't focused exclusively on and they distortion. try it. It's not like they're not mm-hmm. trying it. Right. They're yep. trying all kinds of things, our customers. You know, they'll try that. And go, mm, it didn't work for me. And invariably, I mean, we know this not only from our own experience, but from hundreds and hundreds of people we've heard from that this doesn't work. You know, and uh, and maybe it works for some people, but at this higher end of things, usually looking for you're not worried about any one spec. It's more about right. the, the quality of the sound overall for what for your headphone for your listening for what you're listening to. That's what it's about. That's what it should be about, right? Because you would think there's no one spec that I've ever seen that'll tell me if I'm going to like something on anything, anything I want to buy. Well, in fact, Anything. we've had a handful of people come to us, and a lot of times they've been very skeptical. They're the type that think, I know I'm not going to like this headphone, I don't like this gear, I don't like this DAC, or something, right? They don't <laughs> like something. Yeah. And they don't tell us this right away, but they listen. They spend a little time, and they realize, actually, I like this. And I've chatted with quite a few people like this over the years, which is surprising to me, but oddly enough, a handful of people always thought, well, I'm not going to buy something unless it's measured in this most amazing light or the distortion is the best it can be because that's what I care about. You know, uh, I'm a numbers kind of guy and what I want to see is the best numbers. That's what makes the app the best. That's what makes a product better than the rest. Mm -hmm. The numbers are better, right? And we've had a handful of people like this over the years that listen to our setups at the shows that aren't optimized around the lowest possible THD. And they find them to be better than what they have at home. They find them to be better than what they thought you could well, they, do they with play, this type Because of they play music. Right. They, they just they bring out the natural harmonic structure of the music. It's not messing with it as much. And I mean, people think that distort, low distortion means that it's not messing with it. But the reality of it is you are messing with the harmonic structure to get the low distortion. By doing a ton of feedback, you are certainly changing the harmonic structure of that amplifier or what it actually sounds like. And it, it's obviously not, it's not just, it's not just a THD that matters, you know. And again, you know, look, you can look at all these measurements and put them together and you might get a picture. Kind of like when we were talking about measuring headphones, the same deal. Mm-hmm. You could look at a number of measurements and think you're going to get an idea, a feel for what the headphone sounds like, but not really. You got to put it on your friggin' head. You know? Well, I guess it's kind of like uh, buying a car based on only one thing, right? Only zero to horsepower. sixty. <laughs> yeah, only zero to horsepower 60. number. That is the thing now, though. It's right? pretty much the same thing, same but people thing. don't view it like that. Yeah. If right. that's all you're worried about is straight line drag racing, that's fine. <laughs> but other than that, yeah. Uh, how was it to use on a daily basis? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's a whole different ball game. Yeah, you may not like the ride if it's designed to go fast zero to sixty. <laughs> you know. Or your wife might not like the ride either. Mm. We've had a handful of very technical people that showed up over the years at trade shows, and they 
claim they weren't going to like something, especially tube amps, because they know, oh, that is too much distortion. I'm not going to like it. But whatever gear they wanted to listen to was busy at the time. There was someone listening to it. And so while they were waiting, they figure, hmm, let's try it, right? And it turns out they actually like it. I had that happen quite a few times. Oh, yeah. Where they yeah. said, actually, this, this sounds great. Right. I figured I wouldn't have liked it because yeah. it's a tube amp or well, same, I don't like this design Same with our systems. The systems we set up, they'll, they might have their own headphones. And while you know, they can't always plug in because we got people trying to demo, but um, they'll plug in their own headphones to our existing system. It's the same deal. It's just like, well, this makes my headphones sound pretty damn good. It's like, well, yeah. we, you know, all this detail we pay attention to in the systems. Yeah, we're I think that's actually everything. more profound. We're optimizing everything, you know. So we're, we're bringing out the best sound of the gear. Have it have, it, have, it have distortion or not, we're making it sound its best. By well, the selection of power cords Again, it's a system and, thing. That's the it's entire system. Just, it's additive. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, I think that's what people need to focus on more is what the damn thing sounds like and then give it a try. Um, there's no number that's going to tell you. Well, it doesn't happen. THD matters, but I think people need to understand that the numbers can be manipulated to look better than they are in reality. And it doesn't always mean that because it has an extra zero in front of it, it's better than another amp. You hit a point where it's not really meaningful. It doesn't make a big impact in the sound. You can't other hear factors. eight zeros of distortion There's so much. Other like it doesn't matter anymore, right? That goes for the whole system, too. I mean, when you look at it in terms of when you're trying to optimize a system, you reach a point where... Any one particular factor, you've done good enough on it. Now, now you've got other factors involved that are masking yeah. the lower end of it. So it's, a, it's they call it one one description is peeling away layers of an onion. But bottom line is that you're working, you're working, you're whittling away at removing things that annoy you in the music. And once you get to a certain point level of distortion, where it's low enough, whatever that level may be for that system, that amp. That's not a factor anymore. It could mm -hmm. be 1% or 2% and could sound fine. Could be 0.1. Depends on the system, right? And, and your taste and what you're listening to. Volume levels you're playing and at the headphones, blah, blah, blah. You know, if you've got a speaker that has 1% distortion, then who cares if the amp is 0.1 or 0.2? <laughs> you're not even hearing at that point. The speaker's overwhelmed. That was the overwhelming amount of distortion. Right, same in, a, same in a room. You've got speakers in a room, and a room has distortions in the low frequencies, reflections, all that stuff. That That's masking the distortions in the electronics. So, again, who cares if the amp is 0.1 or 0.01 or 0.001? It don't matter because the room is buffering it and just wiping it out. You don't even hear it anymore. Now, if you stick your ear against it the damn speaker, real close, yeah. Right, yeah, you might get it. <laughs> but, you know, eight feet back with a room involved and crossovers and all that, Distortions are meaningless at that point because there's distortions everywhere. It's not just the amp anymore. So, you know, so you got to take it in context too. It's just a number on one piece of gear that, like you, like we all said, is it's into a, it's involved. It's part of the entire system, right? So, and that's the answer. Thank you everyone for watching. Uh, remember TOTL at abyssheadphones.com if you have any questions or you want us to talk about something in a future video. Take care. <laughs>